What were the most important tech developments of 2023? This is Mac Voices. Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by the Mac Voices Dispatch, our weekly newsletter that keeps you up with everything Mac Voices is doing. From our published episodes to Chuck's other appearances to special events and more, subscribe at macvoices.com newsletter and stay fully informed so you don't miss a thing. We're going to spill over just a little bit on time, but I definitely wanted to get to a, a quick discussion of what the top story or story was, stories were of the year. Um, and I, there are a lot of nominations, but would anybody argue with me that uh, that AI slash chat GPT is the top story of the year? Oh, yeah. I would. Yeah. You would, you would argue? I, no, I would agree with you. Agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it just, and when you think about come. <laughs> yeah, well, you think about where it was a year ago that it was barely in our vocabularies, and now it's baked into products. Some of the major tech companies are seeing it as a differentiator, or in some cases, maybe even table stakes. And some of what you're seeing, especially, well, the ones that have caught my attention most recently are the graphics generators that are just kind of amazing, and they're only going to get better. I agree. I, I, yeah. I mean, with me, it's the fact that uh, what is known as AI, large language models have become so important uh, that Apple basically uh, uncharacteristically gave us kind of a preview of what's to come. Uh, let us know the stuff that was kind of secretly Apple over in the in the corner was actually Apple. Yeah. Jeff? A- okay. AI has been a huge thing for quite a while. Um, like in, in corporate enterprise level, it, uh, AI tools have been v- uh, very important for all, all different aspects of running businesses. Having this massive explosion of interest in AI on the consumer side, like we saw this year, I, I find that to be incredibly fascinating. And part of the fascinating discussion for me isn't uh, just the whole, hey, it's this new thing, and uh, and is it ethical to use it to write my school report or or my resume, whatever. It's the other part where you have to look at how are these models being trained? And where do the ethics fall in there? And who owns what? And who's responsible for content that's being created and what it was generated from? Um, the, with as quickly as as the LLM side from, from the public has <clears throat> taken off, we haven't been able to adequately answer a lot of these questions. And it's just been really interesting watching how quickly uh, uh, perspectives have changed throughout the year. And that is not going to stop in 2024. Not at all. Jeff, you brought up the word ethics, which I think is one of the, one of the most interesting parts that we've seen this year. Um, the, the the questions uh, over whether or not using these 
these tools is is ethical, is a good idea. Um, we've had endless debates here about, you know, use them, but trust but verify. You know, mm-hmm. make sure that what they're giving you is is what's decent. We've had debates over how secure they are and what goes into the public domain once you put it in and the questions over training uh, the large language models. And, you know, if you train it on one thing, it turns out to be, you know, uh, a, a good little AI. And if you train train it on another thing, maybe it's not so good. So there's so many aspects to this that are happening all at once. Um, I think it's I think it's fascinating. I think it's going to be with us for a long time. I doubt that this is going to be the last year that it's going to be the top story. I agree. Wow. In fact, I think it's going to be an even bigger story next year. Any particular reason, Ben, or just just everything we just talked about? I think this year was kind of the ramp up. Uh, next year is going to be the show. Hmm. Okay. I think it's probably going to be one of the biggest things you see at CES here in a couple of weeks when you head out there. I assume you're still going, oh, Chuck. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. It, it's going to it's going to be all over the floor there. Listen, yeah. based on the press releases I'm seeing already, I mean, you know, that's everybody's claiming that AI is baked into their product, yeah. Even if it shouldn't be, or even if it, you know, yeah. is just it feels like some of it's window dressing. Um, and I'm not going to call out any products because I haven't seen them. So I don't know, but there are times that I just wonder, okay, is AI really going to add that much to this or LOMs or, you know, mm-hmm. we constantly have to correct ourselves as to what is true AI versus what we refer to as AI. But, and I, and at, at some point, is that going to be a bad thing? Is AI going is is having AI integrated into your product going to be something of a scarlet letter? If we see AI a few AI models go wrong, only time will tell. All right, Chuck. I've uh, no, I don't think it's going to turn into a scarlet letter because there's there's so much hype. I mean, if that were the case, there are so many products or product categories we use all the time that we would not use at all if that had been the case. Uh, cars, ovens, airplanes. Um, th- these are all product categories where there have been catastrophic failures, and yet uh, we all use these these products all the time. It'll be the same with AI. Um, there will be problems, but it it's... It'll be like anything else where it'll just it'll just ride through and keep going. Um, here's Chuck, I just thought of this. Here's a place that I think would be very interesting to see AI use, not LLM, but but like proper AI use at a consumer or business level. And it's with uh, uh, smart things integration. So you have uh, a system that learns your routine without you having to 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 actively participate in the programming and so then over time it learns and anticipates so it knows what time you typically get up on weekdays versus weekends 
And so you didn't have to program the thermostat to to kick on at a specific time each day because it figured that out on its own. What lights turn on and turn off? What color are they? Um, what time do these things happen? Simply because the the AI has learned your home routine or your office routine. That would be kind of cool. Jeff, we already have some of that because um, my car uh, will, I get in certain days, certain times of the day, and it'll tell me there's so many minutes to destination X or destination Mm -hmm. Y. Mm -hmm. And and your iPhone will do that for you too, to a degree. Yeah. So, you know, we already have some of this. And the first couple times it happens, you, at, at least, being as aware of it as we all are, I know I've I've kind of like, I'm not sure I, I like the convenience. I'm not sure I like the fact that it knows that because that means somebody else could find it out. And then what after a, great, a while, you just figure the heck with it. Yeah, but what a great opportunity for uh, for some company where the uh, the system is localized. So all this all of this information about about your life has been learned by the system, but the system is encrypted and local only. Jeff, to be fair, I don't know where my, where that information, where that knowledge, right. Information is stored. Sorry. Knowledge implies something else. Um, but you know, so it may be very, it very well could be strictly on my phone and that's it. I don't know. Which leads into a discussion maybe of transparency and where some of this is coming from. I don't know. Let's see. Um, Brad in the chat room says, my watch now anticipates me going home when I get in my car. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. So is that on Brad's watch or is that on his iPhone that is feeding his watch or is that information being stored in iCloud somewhere? I mean, this is – and I'm not saying there's necessarily anything good, bad, or right or wrong on that. It's just maybe we need to have a little more def- transparency or definitions of it. No, I, I, for what it's worth, I've also had some issues where, or issues, incidents, not bad. Um, going to a doctor's appointment, it's in my calendar. My calendar synchronizes with the, the car system, <clears throat> and it knows and in the calendar, I tell it where my doctor's appointment is, and then it, it goes ahead and pre-plugs in that that route on the nav system too, just because it pulls it off the calendar. So, so uh, Web is is that? Are you comfortable with that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I put it there. It's not like it, it's figuring out. You know, I said at, at, at three o'clock, I got an appointment with Doctor Smith at, at Doctor Smith's office. And I, you know, in the calendar program, I, I plug in where I put in Dr. Smith and it goes ahead and pulls in the the contact information out of contact. So it, it knows where Dr. Smith's office is. So, yeah, I, I'm fine with it. But but I'm viewing that as being more localized as being some uh, cloud-based uh, um, third-party influence. It's I think it's just using logic, you know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where we go in the next uh, in the next couple of years. I and I'm still I'm still blocking it at my office. Nobody can use those large language models at my office. So that also seems are, reasonable. Some companies are doing it internal. 
looking at the outside. Yeah, we're we're looking at that. We're looking at a Microsoft product that does it, and all the inquiries stay internalized. So, yeah, I know I've talked to some companies that are they aren't telling me how, but they're telling me they're building their their own LLMs for internal use, and I keep wanting to find out how how and what they're using to train them because okay. that that sounds like a great idea, and it certainly introduces a level of control. But I also wonder how much it hobbles the LLM or does it depends it- on the use case right uh, uh, in, in a lot of cases they're being trained on uh, with your company's own data so everything is just staying uh, uh, localized and depending on what your use case is and the quality of your data that's going to determine how effective that will be yeah Jeff and Maybe I'm not fully understanding how it all works, but it makes me wonder if that is going to be something that th- therefore starts spitting information or data or answer responses back to me that kind of mirror what I want to hear as opposed to being a little more objective. That's a totally valid question. Yep. So. I don't know. But I, I listen. I appreciate everyone, all the Mac Voices live panelists who show up every week and discuss these things. Um, I'm not sure we ever reach necessarily any conclusions on a lot of things, but it's very much a a new time. It's a transition time, and not just transitioning from one thing to another, but transitioning into things that have never existed before. And I think that makes it both exciting and terrifying at the same time. So thank you all for all of your wisdom this show and throughout the year. I think we've had some amazing discussions and hopefully we've gotten some people to think about some of these things in ways they haven't before. So for the last time in 2023, let's go around the horn and let folks know where they can find you and uh, we'll we'll then say Happy New Year. We're going to keep the same order. So with that, David Ginsburg, thank you for being here. Where can we find you? Thank you for having me. This was a great show. Um, uh, you can find me at InTouchWithIOS at InTouchWithIOS.com. I'm on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash InTouchWithIOS. Uh, I'm on the Mac show when we're not on hiatus on uh, Fridays, as well as uh, I'm on Mastodon at DaveG65 at Mastodon.cloud. And Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, looking forward to 2024. Thank you, David. Happy New Year. Um, Eric Bolden. Um, where can the LOMs find you? Uh, <laughs> if I don't know, they don't know. So, <laughs> um, but everyone else can find me at, at EA Bolden at techhub.social or mas.to. And I'm not that hard to find. Great. Eric, thanks so much for being here. And I did notice that uh, you lost the Finch and went to yeah. a little more holiday theme. That's that's good looking. That's in State Capitol and then the light show that has the, the State Capitol in lights. Very nice. Very Almost nice. Vegas, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The background. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No I'm, trying to, I'm trying to picture you in Vegas, and it's scary. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Web Bixby, thank you so much for being here, uh, you and your quilt. Uh, yeah. Where can uh, folks connect with you? Uh, this week, I, I'm going to say uh, Web Bixby at X. 
you can find me there. And it's not my quilt. My wife makes them. I just, I just take pictures of them. So. Okay. Well, still it's, and this one, this one is one of my favorites. It's absolutely beautiful. So. Yeah. I think through marital, marital community property, it's still, it's yours. (laughs) Yeah. We got that prenup going. So. Oh, I, I so bad want to ask it. I'm not going to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what did Letterman say? There's no off position on the genius switch, you know? Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Gamma, should we ask you about a prenup or should we just ask uh, where the folks can find you? Oh, you can ask. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But how, in, instead, I'll tell you where you can find me. Um. I was thinking, how do you do you really do a prenup? Would it be a prenup if you're not married? Would no. that just be no? Yeah, so that that would just be uh that oh, that would be a legally binding contract. Yeah, it's, it's it's nuptial, so it has to tie to the nuptial agreement. Okay, so so, so a legally binding contract between two individuals is what yep. what a prenup would be if it if. There was no nup in the process. Yeah. Got it. That's a nup. Oh, how about instead if I say I'm Jay Gamut on all the social medias and uh and I'm most active on Mastodon, Instagram, and uh and threads. And then for shows here, thank you so much, Chuck, for letting me join in on Mac Voices Live. And uh, then let's see. Uh, Thursdays, Dave lets me join in on In Touch with iOS, which is pretty awesome. Then on the British Tech Network, um, the Big Show on Thursdays, the Mac Show on Fridays. That'll be those shows will be starting up again after the New Year. And uh, Brian Chaffin and I do the Context Machine. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you so much for for well, everything you. this year. Happy Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Chuck. And folks, in case you missed it, we did get our face palm out of Eric with Jeff's nup prenup comments. So <laughs> thank you, Eric. Yeah. Ben Rathig, thank you so much for uh, for being here. Uh, where can folks connect with you? Well, Chuck, uh, you can find me at Ben Rathig on your social media of choice. You can find my writings at uh, Rathig.tech. Uh, there's a brand new one out as of last Christmas Eve. Well, this Christmas Eve, like two days ago. Um, as where you can find me on podcasts, uh, just re-listen to what Jeff said and t- and take away the context machine. That's pretty efficient. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Ben, happy New Year! Thanks so much. You as well, Chuck. Last but absolutely not least. Mr. Jim Ray, our resident developer. At least he's not going to jail anytime soon that we know of. So we don't have to bail him out. Jim, Jim's, <laughs> think, Jim's thinking that one over. It's good to have you. Where come folks Is this thing still you? on? <laughs> oh, let's see. You can find me at proview.com, P-R-O-V-U-E.com. And on Mastodon at uh, proviewjim at techhub.social. And continuing, you can find me for 25% off at artisanalsoftwarefestival.com. 
Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. Folks, I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices Live. We do this Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Next time, it'll be 2024, but we'll still be here doing it. So we hope to see you then at youtube.com slash TV. Meanwhile, I hope you and yours have a healthy and happy and safe, above all, safe New Year and New Year celebration. See you next time. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com. <laughs>